This Shabbos, Shabbos, Pashas Dvarim, Shabbos Chazayin. Shabbos Chazayin, named, named because of the Haftarah Chazayin Yishayah Ben Amoyt. Hopefully we'll be able to get into a little bit the Chaziyah, the Riyah, the vision of uh, Yishayah. Chumash Dvarim, as we spoke many times, embarks, it's a Mishnah Tera, it's the repetition of Tera, in which the entire Tera is repeated, and Moshe Rabbeinu dictates Chumash Dvarim in the 37, last 37 days of his life. He begins on Rishchidosh Shvat, and of course, as we know, he passed on Zayinola. Meshach Rabbeinu is a true teacher, a true shepherd, devoted shepherd, dedicated shepherd. Knows that before the passing of a tzaddik, before the passing of a shepherd of a flock, before he passes over the wand, the mantle to Yeshua, his prized student, because the one that Hakadosh Baruch Hu said he should anoint. Prior to that, it's only apropos that the tzaddik of the generation gives divrei musr. Some of the divrei musr actually sound like things that he was complaining to the Yidin that he did to him. There was no honor, there was no more humble person in the world than Meisha. 
So it was definitely not him or his ego that he was concerned about, that it was worrying him, that was bothering him, that was disturbing him. It was not somebody upsetting him, insulting him. Although he speaks of the way the Jews behaved, they judged him all the time. If he came out of his tent early, they said he was planning something, and he was going to do something bad to the Jews again. If he was staying in the tent too long, they said he was plotting again to do something wrong. There were always a faction of people that had something to say and something to complain about. But Mesha, we know, is Mesha Rabbeinu. And we live, and we exist, and we have, we go according to, and we live by Tedas Mesha. Meshach Rabbeinu received on Sinai and gave over to Yeshua, etc., etc., and passed down to the future generations. There was never a Navi amongst Eden like Meshach. He was considered a Navi as well, a prophet. And all the other, call them assets, or call them whatever you want to call them, the greatness of Meshach Rabbeinu. So here he needed to give the Musa to the Yidin, to call Yisrael prior to being, returning his Neshama, Kedesha. However, he does it in a hint. Sometimes a hint is worse than saying it directly. And sometimes for the wise person it's enough just to give a little hint to say something and you know oh I know what they're referring to you just make a reference to something which is what Meshav does basically in the beginning of Chumash Devarim enumerating all the other all the things that had gone, gone by and gone past happened to the Jews and the Jews had shortcomings with but nonetheless nonetheless says Mesha his unconditional love (coughs) no matter how hard they try to push him away no matter how hard they became no matter how rough necked they were as they were concerned they were considered an Amkshedev, a nation with a rough neck. No more or less. And they were very, very, very difficult at many times. Understand. Try to grasp. A father that gives such love, that gives such care, that sacrifice themselves so, so strongly, not once, not a dozen times, that saved your life, physically and mentally, davened for you, until HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, Salachti Kidvorecho, I forgive according to your words. And yet, 
one was able to slap that face. One was able to try to push away that person. One was able to stand up and say, eh, he doesn't really, he does really, he could really, he might really, he doesn't really, etc., etc., all the doubts that they threw at Moshe Rabbeinu Rahman al-Islam. And all the complaints they had, and all the second thoughts, and all the imaginary ulterior motives that Moshe might have had for saving their lives, for being, just being for the, being there for them. How did the generation for 40 years in the desert and then the 14 years till they settled in Eretz Yisrael and for the generations all before that, etc. How did they live without therapists? <laughs> Maybe that was their reason, that was their problem. But the truth is I don't think so because I believe if, if I'm following up on where I hear and what I hear from people Therapists usually recommend that you avoid the sticky situation that bothers you. Walk around it, walk away from it. Your parents disturb you, avoid them. Ah, you have a mitzvah kibbutz They're your downfall. They're taking you apart. They're destroying you. But yet, <laughs> they went all these years. Maybe that's why they cracked up in the desert. They didn't have therapists. Oi! Rechman al-Islam. But even the therapist doesn't give on an unconditional basis to a person as a matter of fact, they can't. They can't connect. They can't make a connection with the person, per se. person feels they can confide in the therapist, but it doesn't mean that they feel connected, because connection can only be from what one heart actually feels, the other heart connects and, re- and re- reciprocates. Kemayim aponim aponim. The face I show you is the face you'll see, and the face, therefore, you'll show back to me. But words that go out of the heart penetrate the heart. And therefore, if they were only given because medicine dictates this is how you talk, because my doctorate and the thesis that I wrote was exactly on this subject matter, and then therefore, I can deal with your issues and traumas, etc. You can believe that. And many people tell you that tremendously successful. Whereas Das Teda, the opinion, the Teda's opinion, and a true dedicated and devoted father, grandfather, a true unconditional dedication of a person 
that gives over and wants to give to you and wants to help you and wants to support you and wants to literally speaking figuratively speaking hold your hand through the issues and tell you just hold on to my hand and squeeze or hold on to my my coattails and ride this should and would alleviate a lot more in the world however unfortunately people are very 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 damaged and those that are very 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 damaged even Rabbanim and others cannot really grasp or get a handle on this they don't know what repercussions or what they call today triggers or all these other things that set off, set off the person and therefore they cannot really guide Chas <laughs> V'Shalom Teira has an answer to everything we, want, we only need to be connected enough to Teira to find that answer how to forgive, how to dig down deep inside within us how to find our inner selves how to find what we have within ourselves how to bring it out and how to, to conquer how to overcome all the other hesitations and barriers that we've built and that we've constructed over the years Teda and the Aseiduch Rav or the mentor that you have that you talk to and you turn to and you rely on for full guidance a man, a woman but that you rely on for full guidance and you rely on and you hear they're talking words of Teda they're not talking frivolously they're not talking in a way that, that they're looking to, to they call America poke the bear But it's a Yitzhahara sometimes, and sometimes it's just plain difficult to all of a sudden change channels, to all of a sudden find and feel that you can not pass your baton, but that you can accept and find solace in this person. And this person can ultimately actually give you or guide you and and lead you. It's hard to accept. It's hard to accept. It's hard to believe. And therefore, we remain in the stigma we remain in the issues, we remain with the issues. And we need to work our way out, we need to find our way out, we need to see how, where it comes from, where we can start, where we can finish. Let us focus a little bit more on the parsha.
Let us focus on the time of the year known as Bein HaMitzarim. Bein HaMitzarim, these three weeks as they call them, between Shivas Betamas and Tishabav. It's customary to practically speaking call these days of mourning in order to remember the destruction of the base of English. To fix our own ways, our own paths, and to prepare ourselves for Gula. But on Shabbos itself, you're not allowed to have any kind of mourning. Adrava. If you keep your score at home, I had cotton, Chavgimel, and Bez, is a tasteless, the Maschomanda Omar. It's also in Yerushalmi. There needs to be a greater Simcha. Greater than the whole year long. So much so that there should not be any suspicion, Chas Vashalom, of any kind of Avelis. Not going to say. Pashtus, this idea, this thought pattern, is a side thing to eliminate the mourning period on Shabbos. And that doesn't necessarily give the way to say that we should be besimcha lafka. But Teres Chassidus reveals <coughs> the connection In the essence of the Shabbosis and excluding any kind of Tsar and Avelis and only to have Simcha Yaseda, only to have extra Simcha. Generally, the day of Shabbos is what's known as Me'ain HaGeula. We feel part of the Geula in Shabbos. The solace, the beauty, the serenity of Shabbos is similar, is a part of, it's what we can expect and anticipate by the Geula, by the redemption. And it's known, if you keep me score at home, the Yomad Tamid, Lamed Gimel, Lamed Beis tells us that when Mashiach comes, it will be Yom Shekulei Shabbos Menucha. It'll be old Shabbos. There won't be any remnants of this bitter exile in which we are in. And therefore Shabbos is like the future, is like loss of loving. So there's no place even in the days of Bein HaMitzadim <coughs> to have any availus on Shabbos. And Adrab, it's prohibited to practice any Avelis. So for those who sing their Keilodeno de la Chodedi to tunes of mourning, of tunes of Eicha, Chmar al 
they're defeating the purpose. And they're doing against a tremendous iser of Kraven Avelis, as we say, during the on Shabbos. This reason for the tremendous simcha that we have to celebrate on the Shabbos is something that's connected literally to the actual essence of the Golas. How do we overcome our exile? Only by anticipating and knowing that there's a Geula. It doesn't mean that after the exile we're going to be again in the same freedom that we were before Churban, before the destruction of the Temple. It will be a level that, a next level as we say today in America of Kedusha, of holiness and of joy. And there won't even be a comparison to what was going on in the first base of Mikdash, second base of Mikdash, to what's going to be happening in Bayesh to what's going to be happening when Mashiach comes. And there's a marshal. The marshal is one that if you keep your score at home, you can Shabbos, Lamed Aleph, and Midbeis. Are you allowed to build something on Shabbos? No. Are you allowed to break something on Shabbos? If you need it for eating, for this, for that, there's different halachas. But say Sidalmanas Livnes to break something in order to build it, that doesn't work. To take down a house in order to build a house on, under it or on top of it. Although the new house will be greater and bigger, more beautiful and more glamorous, more glorious. Because why else would we take down the house that we have if we weren't going to make something better? This is the Matora, this is the whole theme of Golos. Why were the Beis Hamidash destroyed? Why were we subjected to this and why did we have to live through it? Simply so that we can experience the Mehera V'yamenu the Binyan Beis the third Beis HaMikdash, with the Geul Amitas and the Asad Lavay of Mashiach Tzikena, which is Mehera V'yamenu Amen. If that's the case, by every redemption, by every gula, by every house that we build a bigger one and a better one than we had before, so much more so the gula mitz vashlema. The gula, a gula that will never have an exile again. It is for, it is positive, completely, 
this will be a tremendous, tremendous geula for the people, a beauty, a beauty in which re- revelation of godliness, the light of godliness, will reign. And we ourselves will understand it was worth going through what we went through in the Golas to be able to achieve and to be able to sit in the Gula. In light of this, we understand that these Shabbosim of Benam and Sarim, as we know them, which are, as every Shabbos is, similar to how it's going to be in the time of Mashiach, representing, therefore, the redemption and the rebuilding and the growth which only can happen through the planting and the threshing and that we go through in the Golos. And therefore, in these Shabbosim, we have to feel and we have to really apply ourselves to the air of Lavi, this light of the future, this light that have the strength to turn over the Bainam Tzarim themselves to Sosin and Simcha. These three weeks of mourning, the entire three weeks to Sosin and Simcha, the joy and happiness. Therefore, on these Shabbosim, we keep a, a extra joy. So much so that the Halacha brought down in Shulchan Arach, Erechayim, Simen Tavkuf Nunbeis, Sif Yud, that Mutul Arach Behen, even if Shabbos comes out Tishba, even if Tishba comes out on Shabbos, to have Sudash Shleim Bishaita. It should be Me'ain HaGeula. Preparing as if we're going to be in the Geula itself. And thereby, the Shabbos rewards us. The strength to, return, to turn over the evil and the tsar, the mourning and the pain to days of sosim v'simcha, joy and happiness. And this will be B.S. Mashiach Tzikhenu Tekev Miyad Mamish. We all have our own little exile. We all have our own little churban, our own little destruction that we've been through. And we need to overcome it. We need to rise above it. We need to know that not always the light at the end of the tunnel is an oncoming train. As a matter of fact, the light at the end of the tunnel means we are getting out. The pessimist will tell you it's an oncoming train, but we're not allowed to be pessimists. And we need to understand that yes, we can have whatever diagnosis with as many letters as you can put in front of it. But by grasping, by holding on to, by grabbing on to, Kiddusha, grabbing on to godliness, grabbing on to holiness, and pulling, and saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, 
I understand and believe everything you do is for the good. And I anticipate that I'm going to see only more good. So although right now I'm going through this harsh moment, show me, give me a sign sometimes we ask. Sometimes people ask for a sign. Show me a sign that life is better, life is going to improve, that my life won't be like this all the time. Send me a messenger to tell me, to show me, to guide me out of this dark alley in which I'm in. And if we are Zeicha, HaKadosh Baruch never says no, by the way. If we merit, we get that answer. We get that guidance. We get that raft that comes along and takes us out of the, the, the drowning rivers. If we merit. If we ask sincerely enough and we really mean it that we expect and we anticipate HaKadosh Baruch is going to send it to us. And the same is as well with the Geula Mitzvah Vashlema. And that's why it says the Heli Chabadichiva and it's a mitzvah to tell over this story on this Shabbos. Shabbos Chazayin means to see if one merits, they see it. What do you see? Moshul la'av ben. Now this tells a moshul of a father and a son. Or I don't know if the Medish says the Badishva gave the moshul. A father that bought his loving son a beautiful new suit. Mm-hmm. And the loving son went out first day wearing the suit. shall we say, in simple English, destroy the poor thing. Destroy the suit. Came home, it's in shambles. Father says, hey, Tatla, what happened to the new suit? I was playing, it got caught on this, it got caught on that. Okay, Tatla, I'm going to go back to the tailor again. <coughs> Make a second suit. And again, the child goes out, and manages to destroy the second suit. When he comes home, the disappointed father, obviously, looking at the child in this totally disheveled suit that only a short while ago is a brand new tailored suit. Fool me once, fool me twice, fool me a third time. You know what we say. So the father says, Tatla, come with me. And he takes him, no more, no less, to the tailor. And he has the tailor sew a third suit. And the child's waiting, excited. He's going to be able to have his suit again, a new suit. He's going to go out and play with his friends. They're all going to see he has a new suit again. And the father takes the suit and he says, Here, Tatla, he puts a plastic on it and he puts it in the closet. Tatla, when you're going to learn how to behave, when you're going to learn how to treat a suit, when you're going to learn how to wear the garment the way it's supposed to be worn, I'll give you this third one. And every so often the father takes out the suit from the closet and says, Tatala, learn how to be a mensch. Learn how to act. 
learn how to accept what's being given to you with love learn how to respect it don't push it away you're pushing your suit back in the closet Tatala because as long as I don't see that connection as long as I don't see that control that you have to have to not destroy the third suit I'm not going to give it to you but every so often he takes it out and shows it to the child to remind him it's there <clears throat> my friends this happens on Shabbos Chazayin says about the Jewish. if we merit we see it on Shabbos Chazayin the Abisha shows us the third base Hamikdash not to depress us Chazayin not to make us feel oh no look it's over there and I don't have it yet we're not in it it's there to tell us what you're going through my child is imminently going to finish it's going to be over and you're going to bask in the Kedusha of this beautiful beautiful new home the new temple the new Bayez Hashlishi that I built for you as it's built out of flames flames that will not consume neither us nor the, nor the temple itself this is what Shabbos Chazayin tells us, shows us. We are shown this new Beis Hamikdash, which we are anticipating, which we are looking, which we are looking forward to having and doing the Aveda and having bringing Karbanis and listening to the Levim sing and the Kehanim bench, etc., etc. And that is the message of Shabbos Chazayim. And therefore, this Shabbos, we need to be joy, joyful, joyful, and rejoice even harder and stronger, so that we merit to see this third base Hamikdash, and not Chazon get depressed. Look, I can't get it. I can't get it. It's being taken away from me again. But rather, what can I do to make this happen? What can I do? What good deed? What action? What behavior? Do I need to apologize to Hashem, to a friend, to a person? Do I need to understand and have a karasatev in recognition to somebody that they did the way they do, the way they treat me? Do I need to just look away and forgive for what I've been subjected to, what I've thought about? We need to prove ourselves worthy of the third suit. We need to prove ourselves worthy of the third bias. That we are willing, we are able, we are capable of Am Yisrael Echad, Am Yisrael, the nation of the Jewish nation, Ata Echad, Shimcha Echad, Mikamcha Yisrael Gai Echad Baretz. You are one, your name is one, and who is like your nation? the Jewish nation, one amongst all the nations. And we have to prove that. We have to rise to that. And rise to that occasion. And there are many, many times that we keep going through the bumps in the road, and no matter what we start to feel, no matter what we start to see, all of a sudden something else slaps us in the side of the head, or the back of the head, or wherever it might be. 
Yes, that happens only too often to some people. And personally, I don't know if I have a solution. I don't know if I can tell the person, don't worry, it's all good, and that makes everything better that way. It's not easy. I understand it's not easy. You understand it's not easy. We all understand it's not easy. But when someone extends an olive branch, or somebody, or somehow you see an olive branch that you can grab onto, that would make things work, that would make things better. Ahaklata teva, a good resolution. Putting on tefillin every day, lighting Shabbos candles every week. Or for a single woman to say, I will be, I will go to the Kiptaras HaMishpacha. I will cover my hair. I will, whatever it needs to be done, I will do. I will act like a, like a proper Jewish mother, Jewish woman, should be acting and living. Just give me the opportunity to banish sin. Let me have this. Let me raise my children. Let me raise children. Let me have children. Betalas HaKedish. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Father, wants to hear. His children are acting and behaving and looking for and anticipating so they can make what has to happen, happen. As we said before, Chumash Devarim is different than the rest of the Chumash. And we said, Mesha himself, as this is known as Mishnah Taylor repetition, Because many things, many different halachas, many different yam tevim, and everything are brought down here again. But there are new things that we didn't know here until now. But still, it's called Mishnah Teva. Kimiskor on the Yamada Megil, Amir Aleph, Amir Beis tells us. As we said before, this Sefer was said by Meish Rabbeinu himself. What does it mean with Piyatzmei? His own words, his own mouth. Wasn't it said by HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Didn't Hashem say it? And we know in the Shuvah that Ramam Paskins if a person says, even on one word in the Tater, that Meshach Rabbein himself wrote it, and it's not from the Ebishter, he's a kafir. He's a total heretic. So much more so that the entire Chumash in the Tater was said by Meshach, not by the Ebishter. Piyatzmi. He wrote from his seichel, from his machshavas, his thoughts. So the first explanation is again in Tesis, in the same Gemara, Lamaralaf from Beis and Megillah. He explains the words Mipiyatzmi. And he says, "Mipiatzme means beruach hakedesh with the spiritual, with the holy spirit that was put upon him from the Ebishter. 
don't think he said it from his heart. Every single word said here was said the Ruach HaKedosh, and therefore every word was words of HaKadosh Baruch himself. When a prophet prophesizes out of the Ruach HaKedosh that he's given, the Holy Spirit that rests upon him, this is from the Ebishtah. Okay, so in that case, what's the difference? If that's what it is, then what's the difference between the Sefer and the other? Svarim. It's as well said and repeated by the Avishta. So why is this referred to as Mesh as Mishnah Tera? Why is it attributed to Mesh Rabbeinu? And the simple answer is the words of Tera in the previous Svarim Meisha gave over to Am Yisrael like a shliach, like a messenger. Same Gemara. Rashi explains with the Damascal. Meisha says he was a messenger. He's put, he put everything aside and he just repeated what was told to him. The Sefer Devarim the Shekhinah came into his Seichel and his Machshav of Meish Rabbeinu. So much so that it looked like and it appeared to be it was Mifiatzmei from him himself. But the truth is it was Ruch HaKedosh. And on this we base which brought down in Zayar as well when it talks about, refle- reflects about Meishu Rabbeinu's speech, etc. Shechina medaberes meseich greinei. The Shechina spoke from his throat. It's quite a powerful statement. I'd love to say the Shechina is talking from my mouth. That everything I say is always of holiness and of Kedusha. And it comes from the source itself. <laughs> Otherwise, even one word would. In this figure of giving over Dvar Hashem, there's another step to it. When the Tera goes over to the nation, through the Seichel and the understanding of Mesh Rabbeinu, it comes more, it speaks to them differently. It comes down to their level. And this is what Mishnah Teda explains. Many secrets that were not in the Teda in the Chemashim before. We need this by transpiring, by going through, or passing through the Tera, through the Asagad the understanding of the Seichel of Meish Rabbeinu. When Israel stood then, as they entered that Israel, they began going over 
to a new shlav, to a new era in Avedis Hashem. Not only that, they totally detached themselves from the worldly things and accepted everything that was needed in the ways of miraculous ways. So now we need to live this type of life, this natural life, in the world. And this attitude, shall we say, to engrave Kedusha into our lives, and because of that we need to bring closer the tailor to them, and therefore this is what Mishnah Tera does for us the truth is Mishnah Tera is in essence gives over the tremendous amount of how Tera attaches and connects to us ourselves The first stage of the Torah coming to us are the two Dibris, Anechi and Le'yelecha. And that we heard from HaKadosh Baruch Himself. The next stage was Mesha giving over to the Yidin, through all the people that they went through. He was a messenger to give it over. But Mishnah Torah starts a new stage entirely. The giving over of Teda through the Moshe Rabbeinu through his Seichel through his understandings where the Shechina enclosed itself within his physical means and therefore this Shlav this next stage continues to all the future generations and this goes on to us and this went on to the Tanoim and the Amaroim for the Mishnah and the Gemara the Sifri and all the Svarim and all the G'dayli Yisrael the true G'dayli Yisrael the Shainim, the Achreinim but before that the, the Shein of the were not really but all the ones before that were written actually the Ruach HaKedish Rashi and the Tur the Balturim but this is all done through the Seichel of the person they were in the Spalpel they went back and forth they debated they got into heated discussions but at the end of the day, it was the Varavaya that came into their Seder and into the Makshara. And therefore, we say when there's a dispute in Gemara, in Halacha, Eilu Veilu Divrelechim Chaim. They're both words of Akadjibarach. said that this Shabbos is called Shabbos Chazain. Chazain Yishayahu Ben Abayis. 
a vision of Yeshayahu ben Amitz. This is always read the Shabbos before Tishabov, which is always Pashas Devarim. Therefore, as we said before, of the marshal of the Yitzchak Abadichev, and the marshal with the child with the suits, who will see this Bayesheshdishi? It's only tzaddikim and people that have high neshamas. What's it worth? They don't need to be reminded to do tshuva. They don't need to be put back on track. They're simpleton. The people that don't have or are lacking in amuna, they need to have this. So what does it help if the holy person sees this? The person that has merits, the meritous person, they see this on the third base of English. If the simple person who needs the chizik and emuna, who needs that boost, that needs that strength, that needs to be shown the third suit, but they can't see it. Another question similar to this one. It says a basketball goes out every day. A heavenly voice goes out every day. It says in in the Basko goes out every day and calls out. Who hears this Basko? What's it? What's it? What? What is it worth? If it doesn't affect. And it's not heard by us regular people. So then what is it worth? What is it all about? This is what Chassidus explains. The calling out of the Baskhil, every person hears. The nisham of every person hears it on a daily basis. And that's why sometimes people all of a sudden say, you know what, today I'm going to do one thing better, I'm going to work one thing harder, I'm going to strive to do one, one bigger mitzvah. Nothing particular prompted it. It wasn't something happened or something. I just got this urge to all of a sudden do something better to be better to improve my mitzvah to daven a little longer today say more words say the words of Mokavana say a longer Kriyashma a longer Shemnesa whatever it might be this comes from that Basco that Basco that voice the heavenly voice that comes on on a daily basis telling the person, people, how to act. 
subconsciously <laughs> deep down this is also the explanation to our question we don't have the physical capacity to see the base of Midas on Shabbos Chazayin however our Neshama does our Neshama gets that feeling that connection and gets that drive that spiritual elevation and therefore even the most refined or the most opposite see a revelation within themselves on this Shabbos This is also how we need to connect ourselves with this very Shabbos. We need to take apart and dissect the fact that we are in Golis and we need to remember this is the Shabbos that we're going to see and we're going to merit to see. And if you do something to build, you succeed in building and you succeed in bringing it about and you succeed in making the greatest accomplishments whereas if you try or you don't try you just simply lackadaisically go through your day and wake up and you, work, you do say Maidani you don't say Maidani you do watch Krishna you don't watch you do watch Negamasa whatever it might be and you just happy being status quo being where you're at it's not how it works today is Rish of the beginning of a second part of the Shlav of the three weeks known as the nine days Shlaimi Washing was a saber office, I'm going to show ten minutes. It's customary to eat meat on Arabish Khadish, and therefore it's a little bit of a problem for those who fast on Arabish Khadish. Um to be able to handle that. So some don't talk a fast that Arabish Khadish, but they only fast half a day. So that in the evening they do eat meat before night, before nacht, so that you can see that henceforth the next nine days that I'm not eating meat is because of a reason. On the case itself, we no longer eat meat or drink wine. those that want to say maybe perhaps if you do every Rishchidosh you have a Suda 
and not to not to make this shkedish less. People that dress especially for shkedish, white shirt or hat, whatever it might be, should do so as well. Those that even say that the eulogy can be made on Rishkedish of. Obviously, we don't say Tikkat says for those who say it. So, everything that you're not allowed to do in the night day starts from Shkia the night before. There are those that have a custom, the Sephardi custom. That when it comes to Tisha B'av, it's only Shavuah Shechalboi. Unfortunately for them, they're getting a full week this week, this year. As in as we know, Tisha B'av is on a Thursday, next Thursday, and therefore they're getting a full dose of Shavuah Shechalbo. And that starts from Atish Shabbos Chazain until after Tisha B'av. And there's no difference what day Tishbev comes out. So those who have, if Tishbev comes out on a Sunday, they have only these customs only on Tishbev itself. If it comes out on Shabbos, there are those that hold that maybe it has to be done the week before, and some hold that don't. Obviously, those who look to get look to to be matter the other nine days, the other days of the, the, the nine days, and just say only Shvua Shechalbo, using it as a loophole, obviously they will not want to say that it comes out on Shabbos, they have to keep the whole week. It's basically only Svartim that do this, and Ashkenazim, we don't have enough Kamina, it's the entire nine days. Mishinichnas of says Mamait Mbisimcha. Which means from the Mailit. And the Rebbe says, Mishinichnas of. When of comes in, Mamait. We make everything, we minimize everything. How? Bisimcha. We put everything aside with Simcha. By rejoicing in everything that we need to do. Yesterday, as we spoke many times, was actually the, ha- the happiest day of the year. Erevish Chedish Av is the happiest day of the year, even though it's in the three weeks, because we had said, Mishinichnas other marben besimcha. When other comes in, we have to add in simcha. We have to add in joy. And until Rishchedish Av, it doesn't say to stop. So we're being marben besimcha every day, and we should be marben besimcha the hafriyam elu. The Sosin of the Simcha, and we should merit the Gula Mitis Vashtema, Aide Mashiach Zedkenu, in these very, very days, this is Shkedish, and I go to Yerushalayim and Akedish, and Shabbos to all.